Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday, the 14th of November. Today, I am joined by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Hi, Peter. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yep, all good, thank you. Um, so, which uh, subjects would you talk about? like to talk about today? Yeah, I've, I'm going to take the, the big hitter today. I think I'm going to talk about the cabinet reshuffle. Nice. So, <laughs> as, as, a lot of, as a lot of listeners will be aware, this, this is something that tends to happen uh, from time to time when the Prime Minister realises that, you know, public uh, support of the current cabinet probably isn't where it should be or mm. something's not going quite right and want to change. Um, so, yeah, Rishi Zanuck's been doing a bit of a shuffle of, of his uh, cabinet. Um, some parts of it, such as um, Suella Braverman, being let go i think will be accepted um and supported by a lot of people and wouldn't really surprise many people i think mm. uh, going on the last couple of weeks i think she unfortunately for her lost quite a lot of her credibility and quite a lot of her support from within her own party so that kind of made sense mm-hmm. now as a result of that um former foreign secretary james cleverly replaced her in the home secretary job uh, and then i think the big headline news really which considering the amount of news that Suella Braverman's featured in the last couple of weeks, she didn't even really make the headlines as a result of what happened next, mm. <laughs> which was David Cameron, or Lord Cameron now, because he's uh, accepted a peerage as part of this deal, uh, has come back as Foreign Secretary, mm. which I think makes him the first Prime Minister in ex-Prime Minister in about 50 years, I think, to rejoin government or something daft like that. So, I think mm. it was the 70s was the last time it happened. Mm. So, so obviously, surprising. It doesn't happen often that... Um, that an ex-prime minister rejoins the cabinet in any role. Mm. And I, I know there will be kind of... Your, your, your immediate instinct on this might be, as I might, as mine was before I thought about it more, well, actually, no, do you know what? He did a pretty good job as PM, and, you know, financial stuff went quite well, and stuff within this country went quite well, and our recovery post, you know, financial crisis went quite well. And then you sit there and go, but he's been given the foreign secretary role. Mm. And then you look at the things that David Cameron's known for in terms of foreign policy, and you look at kind of supporting use of force in Libya, which was has been since massively criticised, although he may well have acted on best intelligence he had at the time, um, not doing a great job kindling a warm relationship with China. A- and then the biggie, which was Brexit. Let's not forget Brexit happened under Cameron's administration before he then very promptly yeah. left and, and left his role. Um, so it, I think... The, the choice of foreign secretary is an interesting one. Obviously, David Cameron, being David Cameron, has probably got quite a, a lot of uh, like political, I guess, gravitas. I guess he, he is a very well-known person. Actually, he probably will be able to foster relationships relatively quickly. Mm. Um, it's just, I think, a slightly odd choice because, despite his experience, his foreign exploits weren't particularly lauded uh, when he's diving number 10 himself and mm. um, he is obviously more kind of centrally aligned politically so that might help them kind of going forward to the next elections um but he's still got kind of the whole green capital thing hanging over his head and much as he is a very kind of respected and reputable politician in the whole on the whole i think this particular appointment is a bit odd mm. in terms of in terms of the choice by Rishi Sunak with a general election coming up I just I just think yeah it's a bit of an odd position to put him into I feel like something like the home secretary role mm. that Sabella Braverman has just vacated probably would have made more sense mm. um 
so yeah, just just a bit, just a bit of an odd one, and I found it yeah really interesting to read this yesterday. Obviously, when the news broke, and obviously this morning on Watson's Daily. Yeah. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, I think that uh, you know largely agree. I mean, I think um, firstly, um, I thought Suella Braverman's um, days were numbered when I'm sure I saw at some point over the weekend um, a statement saying um, that the government fully supports Suella Braverman. And then I thought, oh, dear, that's bad news. Um, and uh, within a couple of days, she's off. Um, so that's uh, that is, you know, that was that. Um, in, and that was not surprising because basically she went against the government and in a very public way. Uh, and that was that. So yeah. uh, with DC coming back, um, I think, yeah, I my initial reaction was, out of all of all the people to do that job, um, foreign secretary, why would you choose that person? Um, as you said, you know, I think it may, maybe uh, home secretary would have been an easier ride um, for David Cameron. I would have thought. Um, whereas, of course, you know, he's just going to be seen as Brexit boy. Um, you know, when when he goes over to Europe, because um, yeah. he he is the man who is responsible because. I mean, he although he didn't he didn't want you know he was a Remainer. Um, the fact is that I think a, a lot of uh, people criticised him for not really putting that much effort into the or putting in too little effort too late, um, which meant that that um, everyone you know or sorry the the majority voted um, uh, to leave. Um, so I think that that. He's always, I mean, he's always going to be, um, have that, um, you know, to answer to. Um, so, but then, you know, how, how there must be positives out of this. You know, I mean, Sunak is not an idiot um, and, and, ni- and neither is David Cameron for that, uh, for that matter. You know, um, I think that maybe this brings someone in who is kind of a known quant- um, quantity, who has experience, um, who some may know and may actually already respect, perhaps, um, you know, uh, overseas. I, um, there'll be lots who won't, but, um, you know, they'll, at least this is someone who is, a, who is sort of known. Um, yeah. So I think that that's, that's good. Maybe, you know, maybe uh, he has grown wiser as, he's, as, as the number of grey hairs have, have uh, multiplied. Um, I think that yeah, it's a it's a head it's a it's a headline grabbing you know it's a te- an attention grabbing appointment that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously you know there are uh, some are saying that he's more centrist, so that will that may help um, voters who are maybe on the fence between Lib Dems or Conservatives, for instance. Mm. So. You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's it's going to be a, a wild ride, I am sure. Yeah, and like you said, a, a quite a bit of time has passed now. Like you said, you referenced it, having more grey hairs, but mm. maybe it's a case of actually they feel like enough time has passed now for him to sit there, mm. put his humility coat on, and go, "I'm really sorry, I messed that up." On an inter- mm. to international relations, and go, I, mm. "I messed that up, I, I miscalculated there," but actually we need to make sure that we move forward for both of our country's sake and actually then mm. still has the political power he had before mm. to to negotiate and, and form some really good relationships 
off the back of the fact of him going, look, do you know what? I know I didn't fight hard enough from my, my standpoint on Brexit. I thought it was a done deal. I never thought we'd vote to, to leave. I'm sorry, but we can we do this for the good of both countries? Yeah. So maybe, maybe they've got enough times passed that actually he, he can do that. He can make that apology. It'd be believable. And much as you say, people will think you're a bit of an idiot. You mm. should have fought harder. He might still be able to foster some good relationships. Mm. Still, because yeah. like you said, he, he's a known quantity and that must be better at this sort of point than putting in someone that's never been in a frontline position before mm. that nobody around the world knows. Yeah. A, a known quantity who you know their flaws is probably slightly better than someone completely unknown. Yes. Yes. So, so they say better the devil you know. As they exactly. Say. exactly. Uh, yeah. And he's definitely one that most people around the world, I think, will know. Yeah. So, so that, uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's a bit of a bizarre choice. You can almost see some reasons for doing it, but. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. I guess. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that was my 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 favourite story uh, um, from what's today this morning, Peter. What was yours? Okay, so today I'm going to talk about tequila um, because <laughs> uh, sorry, that was very bad, and it is a very old song, even for me. Um, but uh, anyway, so tequila. Um, this is all about the the uh, Diageo. Um, and the Diageo chief exec who was appointed very hastily in July because of the uh, of the, the fact that the previous um, CEO who'd been there for many years actually died suddenly. So she was promoted very quickly. Um, so the new um, the new CEO, Deborah Crew, she's American. She was, I think, uh, I think it was Captain. I'm sorry if I don't get the rank right, but she, yeah, you know, yeah, she Captain, was Captain she, Military Captain, Intelligence. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, she and she's had a very interesting career as well um, since she left, uh, since she left the army um, and been in some of the biggest companies in the world. So, you know, very interesting, quite varied experience, um, and her mission. Um, should she choose to accept it, which she did, um, is to spread the joy of tequila around the world. Um, now, you know, in so to the what what's happening? It, it seems that um, Diageo has put a lot of money into tequila over the years. Um, bought various brands, include including John uh, uh, George Clooney's, um, but he had a brand. Um, and uh, it has gone from representing 1% of net sales in 2014 to 12% currently. Um, and although, so at the moment, um, sales of tequila um, are, so 85% of, the, of its sales of tequila are in the US and Mexico at the moment. So the idea is that um, Diageo can now take this to the rest of the world. Now, I think this is a really good idea. Um, I think that the fact that it is popular um, in America and obviously Mexico shows that there is, you know, there's a there's a there's a taste for it. Right. So um, so so that's that's good. I think that it suffers from an image problem. Um, I mean, it's associated with, you know, downing shots that don't taste very nice that you um, have to sort of, you know, have salt and bite into a lime and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, all this, you know, this this is not great. Um, 
And I think, but I think with the amount of marketing muscle that Diageo will be able to use, I think that it can really change the um, the image. And if it changes the image, offers people better tequila, then people will be interested. Um, and I've seen this sort of thing before. a long time ago um but um i uh, when i was um a, a stockbroker um uh, when i started this uh, in my first company as a stockbroker um i uh, we used to have the chief execs and uh, and uh, chairman and all this kind of thing um used to come to us and present to us the um sales team um uh, before they went to see the investors. So the idea was they come to us, they present all their strategy and all that. Um, we would be very much um, to give them practice um, uh, for what it would be like seeing investors. So that's what it was. That's mm -hmm. what it was like. Um, and, one time I do remember that the, the chief exec of the time came in and he said, right, cider is where it's at. This is where we're going to put our, this is where we're going to put our efforts into cider. Now, the thing is at the time, cider has an image problem. Um, it is basically seen as the cheap way of getting, you know, the cheapest way of drinking the most, the strongest alcohol. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that was, that's that's basically what it was like and so i think that um uh you know so after that um it really did happen you know you got all the 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 um i, I don't know if copperberg is a diageo brand but after that you got magnus cider so you know you had this whole image with um you know everyone uh, all, all the good looking people outside having a great time drinking um, Magnus with loads of ice in it, um, you know, all this kind of scene as a refreshing drink. And so they really did work really hard on the image of cider and it worked. Um, now, I think actually with tequila, there's loads of possibilities because it's kind of a cultural thing. You know, it's kind of a bit, you know, um, exotic, I guess. You know, it's got story behind it. Um, and I think that, you know, there are so many different types of tequila as well, um, that, you know, you, there's always different, there's always different stuff. Um, it can be used either as a mixer or drunk on its own. Um, and I think that, you know, if it can try to, I think if it had to choose between the two, it should try to go for being more of a mixer because you would have thought people making doing mixers would be making a lot of drinks, you know, for lots of cocktails, and therefore would be getting through um, the tequila quicker. Um, so, I mean, I think there's there's there are lots of ways to do this. I think after, I mean, maybe this is just me here, but after a few years of gin, I think the time is right now for something else. I thought actually. I thought actually it was going to be rum because apparently rum mm. can be made with pretty much the same, you know, uh, uh, equipment as, as uh, gin. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, apparently it was, it's really easily adapted. 
so with so with with regards to tequila um i like i say i you know but it's interesting like i say there's so many different types there's good stuff because i think if someone if you were to go to someone's house and they offer you a tequila you'd be like uh okay yeah you wouldn't be you wouldn't be thinking oh this would be amazing necessarily um because you have that image but like you say, if they can do, which they can, because they're a massive company, you've got loads, they can put a lot of muscle behind this. They can change the perception and then suddenly the door opens and then there's a whole world of different tequilas. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a really interesting idea. It's a good idea to actually say this um, now for the boss and have this as the, as the aim. Um, so, yeah, what do you think, though? Yeah, no, I, I agree with most of what you said there. I'm, I'm one of those weird people that does actually like tequila. Yeah. But thinking about it, as you were talking there and talking about the sort of experiences people associate with tequila, I think during most of my kind of teenage into 20s years where going out and drinking quite heavily was, was a thing to do, I think I had a similar experience to that, but with Sambuca, because I won't <laughs> touch Sambuca now. Oh, really? But te- tequila, I really I love like. Sambuca. Um, I love Sambuca. Yeah, see, see, different experience. Yeah. Different experience. Yeah. But things like, like Uzo and th- like the more... Oh, and the yeah, CD sort of thing. things I really like, yeah. but for some reason, just plain white Sambuca at the bottles you get normally in a club, I would just say, I can't go near. And I know, I know fundamentally it's very similar to some of those other products. Mm. Anyway, um, so yeah, like I said, I, I quite like tequila, but I think the point you made there about how to target the spirit is, is a good one, mm. because I'll say there's two ways I would I drink tequila, more, more often than not. One would be straight over ice at the end of an evening, mm-hmm. kind of in place the way you'd have a whiskey or a brandy or mm-hmm. something else, in which case you're probably using maximum two shots, mm-hmm. I would guess, over ice. And that'll do you for for a prolonged kind of sit down chat at the end of an evening, that sort of thing, or in a margarita cocktail. Um, again, two shots, but you could probably have three or four of those mm. kind of at the start of an evening. So, you know, like I said, if you want to kind of encourage higher levels of consumption, I reckon you. I think you're right. Go for the kind of cocktail angle because cocktails are still very popular, still seen as being, you know the thing to drink they're quite in they're mm. quite they're chic they're they're yeah that sort of thing i'm trying to think of a word that doesn't make me sound like an idiot <laughs> oh, I, 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 don't, I don't know the modern lingo i don't know the modern lingo yeah, but yeah. you know they're, they're, they're a cool thing to drink still cocktails mm. you still mm. see people on most tv shows drinking so I, I would say that is probably the like i said the route to go down mm. and i think like i said if they can remarket it and the fact that they've already bought that um it's casamigos isn't it i think i've just I don't okay, remember yeah. george clooney's yeah. tequila brand uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has also got a tequila brand mm-hmm. called uh, Terramano, which is, I think, Spirit of the Earth mm. across a couple of different languages. Um, Terra, obviously, Latin and Manor, I think, is a Polynesian word. Um, Spirit of the Earth. So you've got those two people who actually, you would have to argue, are probably two of the most marketable blokes on the planet, mm. George Clooney and, and Dwayne Johnson, uh, already kind of supporting tequila. I think one of the lead actors from Criminal Minds is, the, is also involved with the tequila brand. So I, I'd say, like, the wheels are in motion towards making it a more marketable product that, is like, like you say, can distance it from those horrible experiences that people probably had in their late teens, early 20s, where, like I said, a bit of salt, a bit of lime, and a bit of fairly nasty, almost nail polish removal strength white tequila, was their, that's their memory of tequila. Mm. So I think if you get onto the more the nicer, kind of darker, more aged ones, and, and like you say, market it well, and do for tequila what has been done for cider, like I said, when I was when I was a teenager, the cider cider was t- in two liter bottles. It was called something either like Blue Thunder or White Lightning or or something that was like 
didn't sound particularly great, but you drank it as a pre-drink, mm. and it's taken, and the, that, that's gone from that now to being where you, like you go and you can have, have whole cider festivals of kind of artisanal fruit ciders and things. Yeah, it's selling for like much pricier drinks, much nicer drinks, and they said it became a completely different experience drinking cider to what many people would know it for. Mm. And I think like I said if Diageo can do the same thing with tequila. It's essentially an untapped market, really, isn't it? They've, they've got USA and Mexico kind of under wraps. Mm. But like I said, the rest of the world, we don't really drink tequila other than in that format you mentioned, salt tequila mm. and lime on a night out after you're already too drunk to really know what's going on. Mm. So I, I think, like I said, but, but I think it's a really interesting story because, like I said, I think this could be big, really yeah. big. And, yeah. and with with um, with that CEO as well yeah. and her track record, I, I think they could do some pretty, pretty big things Um across the brand but specifically obviously with tequila as that's what they're they're targeting at the moment absolutely um by the way i did just see this 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 news thing about um tequila apparently john bon jovi um he of bon jovi of course um Mm -hmm. he did an april fool's prank a couple of years ago uh announcing that he was launching a tequila brand called bad medicine so anyway so there you go but uh, yeah i mean i i reckon that this yeah this could be huge um so you heard it here first um uh, but anyway uh, i yeah I, I, there's not really much i can i don't think there's much i can add to that uh, really but uh, but anyway um, actually just a minute how do you make a margarita then um, so, oh, well, many ways of doing it. So you salt rim the glass. Yeah. Salt is, is kind of, is a, is a main main thing that kind of distinguishes, I think, a better margarita from another one. But it's tequila, lime, and trickle, triple sec are the three main ingredients. So a little bit of lime juice, um, probably about a shot of triple sec and a, and a double of uh, um, tequila. All right. R- roughly speaking, different places make it with different quantities, but it's essentially mm. dominant, dominant is tequila. Yeah. A bit of triple sec to take the edge off the tequila. Yeah. And obviously the lime and the triple sec combined give you a nice citrusy edge to it. And then you drink it through a salt rim, which alters the flavor as well. So you do still get that tequila, salt and lime combination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the different format. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So I, I feel like at some point someone got too lazy to drink a margarita and just put the three ingredients. Oh, I'll lick the salt and then I'll drink the shot yeah, and then I'll that's the right, lime. That's right. well, that's <laughs> save, save on washing up, right? I mean, that's... Absolutely, it, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, on that, on that score, uh, on that score, on that, on that, um, we'll better uh, call it to an end uh, today. Um, but just again, I've got to say um, this Saturday, if you want to be improve your knowledge, this commercial awareness, and to you know to to learn more about how to understand more what I and actually, basically, what I'm going to show, what I'm going to talk about, um, and it's this Saturday, so it's this coming Saturday, and you can see it on our socials. Uh, so I'm doing this with the Commercial Law Academy, Jake Shogger, and I will show you, you know, um, what I do, uh, how I, you know, how I keep my knowledge up, how you can keep your knowledge up, what I look for, you know, things like that, how to write, how to write um, with with punch, um, and uh, punch. Obviously, I don't know why I said. That. Obviously, we're talking about te- tequila here. I mean, I don't know whether tequila goes into punch. But anyway. You want to take a shot at it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. And 
uh, that that just you know, that bowled me over as 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 uh, like a kick from a Moscow mule. Um, so yeah, I, I think that. Um, so, sorry, sorry. Uh, so, that's all I could think of. That's all I could think. Of. Oh, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, um, I I do. Yeah. Anyway, so, so if you want to learn more, and you know, you want to, um, you know, if you want to learn more, you want to learn more how I think and all this kind of stuff. You. Do it. Do yourself a favour and uh, book in for this. Um, it's a few hours on on the Saturday, but it will be the best tenor that you ever spend. So there you go. Uh, anyway, I will uh, leave. Uh, well, we'll both leave you there. Um, thank you very much indeed um, for your time listening to us, and um, um, hope to uh, hope you come back soon. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Duncan, for your thoughts as always, and and tequila knowledge, of course. Uh, Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be back again very shortly. Many thanks. Bye.